0: Constructive, positive attitude or enthusiastic attitude really makes a difference for them. So
1: consider your current scope of responsibilities and make sure that you are doing everything you can
2: to make that uh, just very best delivery as possible.
3: Creating
2: this dynamic of carrots and we're not getting what we're paying. At the same time, we are investing more and more and more.
1: Welcome to ISS Edu Learn. Ask me anything with Mike and Dana. Here, we'll be exploring how international schools are innovating and transforming education around the world. From the latest trends and insights to stories from teachers and administrators, you'll get the inside look to the global education landscape. So join us as we explore what the future of international education has in store. Get ready to be inspired, challenge the status quo, and embrace world of possibilities welcome back to iss edu learn ask me anything with mike and dana where we bring together experts and thought leaders from around the world to share insights and ideas that will help improve the education experience for students teachers administrators and parents alike i am mike p your favorite educator interviewer i'm with dr dana specker watts the director of learning and research and outreach here at iss dr watts how are you today
4: I'm doing great. How about you, Mike?
1: I'm doing awesome. I'm looking as good as your earrings there. <laughs> Some funky little earrings that you got going on, but they pop. Definitely uh, speaks to your personality. And of course, we have the voice of the audience here with us today, which is Molly Faye. She's in the background. Molly Faye, how are you doing?
0: Good, I'm doing good. Hi, Mike. Hi, Hello.
1: All right, and before we get started today, a few housekeeping items. Don't forget to hit the like, subscribe, and leave us a review. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Spotify. Please also join us on iss.edu slash events so you can see all of our job fairs, whether they're in person or online, and also all of our upcoming professional developments. We have a slur of professional developments coming up for you, so please check that out. Today, we're excited to be exploring the topic of ISA Online with Teresa Montanarella. We are going to be delving into the intricacies of ISA Aruba Online curriculum and explore how it fosters critical thinking, creativity, and adaptability. Our guests will provide invaluable insight into the integration of technology, the incorporation of real-world applications, and the support systems in place to enhance learning experience, Get ready to get inspired as we embark on an enlightening conversation with our esteemed guest, Teresa from Is Aruba. So let's dive in. Teresa, how are you today?
3: I'm doing great, Mike. What an introduction. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Try to give them as much information in the beginning as possible before, you know, we just dive into a conversation with our guest here.
3: Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Thank you for being here today. If you could just tell our guests a little bit about ISA Online and maybe what your position in the organization is.
3: Yes, for sure. I'm the school director for ISA Online. Uh, We are an online school that is owned by ISS, but we also partner with the International School of Aruba. Okay, very
1: nice. And where can our listeners find this online course and to see what... What are the, oh man, I'm losing my words here, but basically there are some requirements that may be needed before you enter any kind of schooling. So where where would they find that information? And do you have that information?
3: Of course, so we have a website, it's isarubaonline.com, where you can find all the information about our curriculum, our methods of teaching, our staff. I can see some of the student projects. We have a YouTube channel. So definitely a lot on that website for you to learn more about ISA Online. Uh, for the admissions process, if families or parents are listening and they're interested in joining our learning community, they can contact us through the website and then we will we'll guide them through our three-step process. It's quite simple. It can be completed in under a week. Okay.
4: And Tess, how did the school come about? Because I know like it had such a great like creation story.
3: Yeah, well, obviously, as with a lot of things from the pandemic, we realized that we needed to pivot. And with ISA, we realized we needed to kind of reach out to students that maybe excelled during that online schooling period. So It really started in the pandemic where, as with all schools around the world, ISA was teaching online and trying to figure out what works and also realizing what does not work. And so we were able to have our students connecting with the teacher at different points throughout the day. And while we were doing this, we were actually sharing some of our success stories through Twitter and just showing other people and sharing ideas of what's a possibility. One of the things I loved about the pandemic is the amount of knowledge that was shared between experts around the world. And I felt that we all kind of came together t- during a hard time to just make it work and, and see what we can do at the end of the day. So uh, we were sharing and then ISS saw some of the great things that were going on at ISA and I had approached our head of school and approached me to see what the possibilities were for developing an online school. At the time, I was teaching local teachers how to use the Google apps and kind of just trying to share as much knowledge as possible to make everyone's lives a little bit easier. I mean, we know as a teacher, your day-to-day is hard enough and the pandemic just threw a bunch of curveballs our way. So yeah, we were able to then talk with ISS and that's how ISA Online was born. And your school is
4: quite unique, right? Because in addition, okay, there are online schools, but like the way your approach Is so awesome and so needed in today's community. Will you talk a little bit about that?
3: Yeah, that's a great question, Dana. Our teachers really just know our students, and I think that's what sets us apart. They send personalized messages recognizing accomplishments to the students. They celebrate the students' birthdays. They connect regularly with parents. They truly have a classroom feel when they're coming to our online school. They have chances for the students to join a call with their learning cohort so they can connect with their teachers and peers each day. They work collaboratively on projects, they get some extra support, but the, most importantly, they can check in. A teacher can see how that student is doing and see how they can support them through throughout that day. The personal well-being is really our teacher's priority, and, and I really can say that with 100% certainty that our teachers will adapt based on how a student is doing that day. But in addition to those live calls each day, they have options to join virtual field trips. We've gone to the Arctic, we've gone to um, Costa Rica Rica just recently to an animal sanctuary. They have chances to explore the world. They can join our Munch Bunch, which is a informal opportunity for students to play games with the teachers. Uh, They love just to have these chances to connect throughout the day. And the last thing is we have a globally minded curriculum, and we've worked a lot together, Dana, on how to integrate the sustainable development goals into the curriculum. And of course, we still follow a common core standards and next generation science standards, but then we take a global approach to that. So. For example, if our students are going to be learning about the American Revolution and grade five social studies, which is part of the ISA curriculum, we then take a spin on it and say revolutions around the world. So they're not just going to focus about the United States, but different parts of our globe.
1: Teresa, what subjects or disciplines does your curriculum cover and and what grade levels as well?
3: We are open for grade two to grade eight, and every student is enrolled in five subjects. We have math, science, social studies, English language arts, and my personal favorite, the Changemaker Academy. That course is all about students uh, figuring out what their passions are or, or what they like, and they get to be their own teachers. So they decide what they're going to learn and how they're going to show that they've become an expert in that topic. Oh,
1: very well. Can you also highlight some key uh, learning objectives uh, that comes out of this specialized curriculum?
3: Well, for students, for starters, I mean, with the development of AI and and all that, some parents might be wondering, how can teachers authentically assess a student when they're in an online platform? So one of the things that we are doing is teaching skills. I mean, with the Internet, you can search for anything you want. And with the development of AI, students can have five paragraph essays written like that now. For us, it's the importance of how they're learning how to use these resources. So the skill development and being able to look and tell if a source is authentic, be able to see if what the AI is generating is something that they want to put out and edit into their own voice. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is really important in our, our school. The other thing we're trying to develop are students that are change makers. So this past year, we went through a, a process with our parents and our students on how to develop a change maker mindset. And within that, we were able to come up with our portrait of a changemaker. And that has some qualities such as being connected with the nature and the world around us, being self-aware, being respectful, being adaptable. And all these qualities are what we strive for our students to be by the end of the year.
5: As an educational professional, you likely understand the positive and crucial role inclusion has on classroom culture. And you might be on the lookout for a community of like-minded educators. Senya International is that community. Senya is a non-profit organization that advocates for individuals with disabilities and promotes inclusive educational practices across the globe. With a network of educators, families, students and professionals, Senya offers connection, professional learning and support for educators like you. Connect with the Senya community via our membership program or a local chapter in your area. Enjoy professional learning with the Senya community via our podcasts, online certification, program and in-person or virtual conferences. Support Senya through our sponsorships, awards and scholarship program. So. What are you waiting for? For more information, head to our website, seniainternational.org. That's S E N I A international.org. And together, we continue to make a difference and fulfill our vision of living in an inclusive world.
1: Uh, very nice. Molly Fay, you, you had something for us?
0: I did. I'm really intrigued about kind of the virtual field trips you were talking about. You also mentioned AI and just the fact that it's an online school is, you know, it was very common during the pandemic, but people are phasing out of that and you're really kind of taking that and, and running with it. And i just love to know a little bit more about how does IS Aruba Online incorporate technology and digital resources into its curriculum to enhance the learning experience and how is that kind of developed through your process?
3: Well, one of the things, again, that I loved about the pandemic is a lot of resources became free. So it was uh, at the teacher's Christmas, for example, you could log in and, and have access to so many different resources. So, of course, we do use uh, some of the typical resources like Epic Books. Uh, we have the students on Prodigy Math and English. Just chances for students to enrich their learning or go at their own pace with these tools that are already available for us. Um, in terms of integrating some other technologies, our students have kind of taken the initiative on that. It's been difficult as a teacher keeping up with the AI movement and trying to make sure we're on top of all the cool gadgets and websites and whatnot. And some of our students have taken charge and started deciding that they want to use that in their project. So they kind of walk us through it. And sometimes they're even teaching us, which is super fantastic. And in terms of the virtual field trips, there are so many free resources out there for that. So, for example, we use some from Canada, the CILC. We use some from FLIP events. They have some really great guest speakers that are available. I think one of the newest ones we've been using is under on the seat of your pants or something similar to that. But they, they take us to these great places and countries that maybe our students wouldn't be able to travel to.
1: Oh, that is awesome. A lot of the things that you're speaking about sounds like these students will be behind a screen of sorts, and I'm a very active person. So for me personally, I just wanted to ask if there any like extracurricular activities or co-curricular activities that's integrated into the curriculum that promotes this holistic development amongst students.
3: For sure. We encourage our students when they wake up to get themselves moving. And so we do provide a a sample daily schedule. But of course, the beauty of an online school is that students get to choose, right? And so we do provide, okay, wake up, make sure you get your body moving, you eat breakfast, and then depending on your day, you might be starting on your work or you have a live call that day with the teacher. So During that time when the students are working out their schedule and figuring out what they do, they can visit our social-emotional space that's developed in our learning platform. And within that space, they have links to different activities. So, for example, one of them is our mindfulness space where students can click on a yoga mat and do some yoga. They have a lava lamp, for example, where they could just watch a lava lamp for a couple of minutes if that's something that will help fill their cup. There's also kind of our exercise space where we have links provided for students where they can do some fun dances, they can do some body weight exercises. So we're encouraging students to keep themselves moving. Now, it is behind a computer, but a lot of our activities involve students doing hands-on kind of experiments or investigations. So they'll see at least one or two activities in their schedule where they're behind a computer screen or some kind of screen because they're recording themselves, However, they're doing something with their hands. So it's not just typing and using the mouse all day.
1: How do you keep your curriculums up to date and align with current educational standards, Teresa?
3: Well, we have a wonderful opportunity with ISS that our teachers are able to attend any of the ISS EDU Learn professional developments. And that's a great way for our teachers to stay up to date because ISS has been a fantastic uh, resource for our teachers. Uh, just recently, one of our uh, teachers was completing a global citizen course with Inspire Citizens, mm-hmm. and she has brought back a lot of knowledge to share with me and will be sharing with our staff next year.
1: Dana, it sounds like you're speaking, but you're on mute.
3: All good. I have a question for you, Jess. So
4: with all of your different students, can you tell us like about a success story or a specific student that's just flourishing in your environment?
3: Oh, you know, there's always that one, right? My, one of my students, I always remember the first time I met him, he came to ISA because he is located in Aruba, and he wouldn't make any eye contact with me. He was very, very nervous. This is a student that's from the neurodiverse community. And so in a typical traditional school, he did not feel supported um, by his that teacher. And that, no fault to the teacher. That teacher had 30 students in the class, and it just was so much to manage, right? And so the parent was looking for an alternative option their child. So when I first met him, he was very, very shy. He wouldn't really look at me, wouldn't really answer the the questions I was asking directly, but more so kind of just pointing out things that he was noticing. And as the year has gone on, I've just seen the student's confidence grow so much. One of the moments where I was like, wow, this is a program that really works for him uh, was, was when we did a Shark Tank project. And for the Shark Tank project, students had to develop a business and his was a a cat rubber. He loves cats. And he developed a cat rubber that when you turn it on, it would automatically pet your cat because he felt that the cats would be too lonely during the day when you're at work. So he presented this project to a panel of judges, but we also had a class of, I think, about 20 students sitting in also on the call. And he had to do his whole speeches about five minutes in front of them. And during that time, he was able to look at the camera, he was able to eloquently explain his project and engage with the questions that the judges were giving. A second moment where I was like, wow, was when we encouraged the students to host a bake sale in their local communities. And so the students had to organize from scratch with email writing, social media, advertisement, and so on, and then implement a bake sale so they can raise money for an organization that they believed in. So I got some videos of this student and just watching him interact with his customers was fantastic. I think all the student needed was people that were surrounding him that loved him. He needed to hear words of encouragement each day. And that's really where our teachers are coming from in the program is we know first and foremost, we need to form that relationship. We need to form that trust. And then we can work on the academic second.
0: Fantastic. You're talking about forming trust between the students and the teachers. How do you kind of collaborate with the parents or guardians and bring them and ensure their involvement in the child's education, understanding of the curriculum, and like the tactics that the school and the teachers are using?
3: Yeah, that's a great question. And also one of the things that I think sets ISA Online apart, uh, we don't just focus on our our student learning community. When we mention learning community, we also think about our parents. Uh, So throughout the year, we develop workshops for the parents to attend. Within this year, we had about four or five, not to overwhelm parents, but to give them the option to also have that community with other parents, uh, because we understand that in online school, you, you kind of miss out on having parents to kind of connect with. But it's nice to see now we have parents that uh, get to know each other. We even had one family that was traveling from Aruba to Colombia meet up with one of our other students because they had gotten some connections with these workshops. And so we've done workshops, like I mentioned, about the portrait of a changemaker and how to ignite that mindset at home. Uh, we've had presentations from a psychologist about how to build a child's self-esteem. We even just did a trivia night with our parents to have some informal you know, fun, laughter, and get to know each other. Another perk of our program is we also do conferences. So everything you would find in a normal brick and mortar school, we have. So those conferences where parents can meet with the teachers and discuss children's process happen twice a year, but we're always open for meetings. All of our teachers have a schedule, meeting with me link on our platform where parents can go in, look at their calendar and find a time that works for them. So we really want to encourage that parent involvement. The next thing that we have is, the platform itself, parents can go in and they can see their students work in real time. They have their own platform and login themselves. So they can do that on a computer at work. We have an app for the phone so they can see how their child is progressing and message their teacher through that platform. So there's constant communication. Uh, One of the things that the teachers do by the end of the week is kind of just do kind of an overall look. How did the child do this week? And if there's any questions or concerns, they'll follow up with the parents but also they'll message parents when they had a wonderful week. And so we focus on both the positives and maybe some things that we need to improve on for the next week.
2: Hi everyone, this is Aaron Mones, one of the co-founders of Inspire Citizens. My name is Scott Jamison, and I'm the Global Collaborations Lead for Inspire Citizens. We help inspire schools to live their mission of global citizenship. We look at existing units through the lens of empathy to impact and connect student learning with themes like sustainable development, harmony with nature, social justice, and the holistic well-being of our community. We also work with students to co-design student leadership programs. Another way that we support educators is through our Global Citizenship Certificate in partnership with ISS. This certificate program involves best practice resources for global citizenship education, interactive opportunities to engage with other cohort members, a great team of coaches to walk you through your learning, and optional opportunities to connect via seminars with other participants from around the world. Please visit inspirecitizens.org and click on the Inspire Educators tab to register for the Global Citizenship Certificate, visit the ISS website, or go to the ISS EduLearn Passport to register today. At Inspire Citizens, we believe that the young people in our schools have the potential to lead change and inspire others through their work towards a more sustainable future. We look forward to working with you, and we hope that together, our resources and your context can help to create a more harmonious future.
1: Teresa, you spoke about progress of the students. What assessment methods or tools are you using to do this so you can see the progress and the learning outcomes from the curriculum that you have mentioned?
3: Well, previously I've actually attended one of the PD sessions through ISS EDU Learn. I think I believe it was Ken O'Connor, right? He's the mm-hmm. standards-based assessment guide. <laughs> kind oh, of uh, he is a wealth of knowledge. And so we've adopted standards-based assessment. For uh, our lower elementary, upper elementary, and middle school cohorts, so all grades are using that method of assessment. And so for assignments that the students are doing, we typically look at are they building knowledge, are they practicing with something, and those assignments will be marked a complete or incomplete. When a student starts producing something or explaining their knowledge or sharing what they've learned, that's when we start assessing them with a rubric. Um, And we use a single-point rubric. So the single-point rubric focuses on our statements that we develop. We have I can statements that are in child-friendly language. And on that rubric, it's either they've achieved and met the goal or the teacher provides some feedback and returns the assignment so that the students can have a second, third, or fourth chance to show us that they understand it.
1: Okay, wonderful. The curriculum that you speak about, is it fixed or is it one that's flexible? to accommodate students' diverse learning styles and preferences?
3: It's 100% flexible. I mean, of course, you need a foundation for curriculum, and that's why we do have a foundation in the Common Core Standards. We've done some investigations with the curriculum in Canada. Uh, we're also using Next Generation Science Standards. For social studies, a little bit more flexible, but we have partnered with ISA and used a curriculum that has been dealt by their teachers throughout the years. Um, But we're also looking at some future thinking models. There's some great curriculum models where there is no separate subjects anymore, and they just combine it all into one table or one artifact where they're talking about how we can connect the subjects. And so one of the things we were doing this year was curriculum development, looking at those modules and seeing what we want students to learn. And throughout that, we were adding or changing the ICANN statements throughout the year to make sure it fit our students and what we felt were would be the achievable goals for those students that year. Next year, our teachers are going to be doing the same. They'll be looking and seeing what are some of the latest skill sets that our students need to know Like we mentioned before, so much is changing day to day and that our curriculum can't be something that we look at every 10 years. It has to be something we revisit every year.
1: Okay, thank you so much for that. And uh, as our time windows down, I just have one last question for you, which is which course or discipline do you enjoy the
3: most? Oh, it has to be the Changemaker Academy. What I like about that is that we are all co-teaching it together. So it gives the teachers a chance to collaborate and not feel so isolated as well. Uh, But just the ideas that came out of this course, um, we led them through, first of all, uh, what is a change maker? Uh, What are the SDGs? Through what's your spark? And we talked about some, some words in different languages that meant finding your passion. Then we went on into the research phase and the prototyping phase. We have students that, uh, for example, want to be a pilot in the future. We had a grade two student that was really interested in flying helicopters. Uh, So he developed a Google site all about helicopters, and he also organized an interview with a pilot. It was absolutely incredible to see that all come together. Uh, We have another student that developed a YouTube channel where he wants to be able to read books to schools that possibly have access to a, a library with a lot of different options. Um, One of our other students is looking how she can integrate art with recycling. So she wants to encourage people to recycle through one of her skill sets through art. And so it's been wonderful to see the students kind of come to life when they're talking about their project, the passion that they have and also for them to reflect on it. So, of course, some projects didn't work, of course, mm-hmm. and that's okay. We looked at the journey and they were able to say, okay, I'm going to continue this next school year, or maybe I'm gonna uh, stop and, and move on to something else. I mean, one of our students was researching time travel. That's a big, big topic to research. And he was mm-hmm. teaching me a lot of things like the Higgs boson particle. I don't know if <laughs> you guys have it. and I yeah, did I'm, fam- I'm familiar. <laughs> <laughs> But he was teaching me a lot about time travel and the possibilities of it. And he wants to continue with that next year.
1: He's going to be the one to do it. I see it already.
3: 100%.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, Teresa, thank you so much for enlightening us with this program that you have. If you wanted to just share with our listeners where they can find you or where they can find the program again, uh, maybe an email, social media, anything of those sorts.
3: For sure. Of course, you can email me personally, but my last name is a little bit long. But if you do have it on the podcast, you probably see it. It's Montanarello at isaruba.com. You can also just email us at online at isaruba.com. Those emails get directed to me. But we are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you look for the at isaruba online, you'll be able to find us.
1: All right. Perfect. Dana or Molly Faye, did you have anything else that she wanted to add as we close up?
4: I was just thinking about how excited I am to see what happens next. It just continues to grow. And I really enjoyed watching the program grow and prosper, but also your leadership and direction of where you're leading it. So Jess, we're super looking forward to the future of ISA Online. And we really appreciate all the work you're doing to make this happen.
3: Thank you so much. I appreciate your support and having me today.
0: It was really lovely speaking with you and hearing about your organization and uh, it's just exciting stuff. So thanks for letting me uh, sit in on your conversation. It's been incredible.
1: All right, thank you so much, Teresa. And in conclusion, IS Aruba online curriculum stands as a testament to its commitment to providing high quality and comprehensive education for students. The curriculum is thoughtfully designed, encompassing a wide range of subject and disciplines, ensuring that learners, at all different grade levels can find engaging and relevant content. With a focus on personalized learning, ISA Aruba tailors its approach to meet unique needs of each student fostering their individual growth and success. IS online curriculum stands as a dynamic, comprehensive educational framework that prepares students for success through personalized learning Integration of technology and a commitment to ongoing improvement, IS Online empowers students to achieve their full potential and thrive in an incredibly digital and integrated world. Join us for our next episode, where we will continue to explore the ways to improve education experience for us all. Until next time, my fellow educators, remember that the children are our future. Goodbye for now.